the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sponsored by the Law Office of Robert Bergman. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 30 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Good afternoon, Bay Area. This is your host, Attorney Bob Bergman, broadcasting from his office in beautiful San Jose. I'm going to be covering a lot of things today, but first of all, I wanted to give a shout out to Options for All, which is the nonprofit that I introduced a few weeks ago on this very show live. And uh, it's a nonprofit that helps uh, adults who are developmentally disabled, helps them with life skills and also with skills to interview for and obtain jobs. I want to let you know they're doing an official launch of their name change to Options for All. That's not their original name. It's going to be at Scott Seafood in downtown San Jose on October 24th. For details, visit optionsforall.org, and you can find out all about it there, when it's going to be, exactly when it's starting, and everything else. Now, um, if you'd like to give me a call today, let me give you the number. It's 800-516-1220. You can also email me at radio at lawbob.com. That's L-E-W-B-O-B.com. I want to let you all know that I do have one of my Living Trust seminars scheduled for tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. at my office here in San Jose near the Westgate Shopping Center. You can register by going to eventbrite.com. Search for the Living Trust Seminar, and mine will be the one that's for tomorrow morning. So this will be my last Living Trust Seminar in October. I won't be coming back again until November So if you have been putting off doing the planning or finding out exactly what living trust planning is and how it can help you and your family, if it's on your bucket list of things to do before the end of the year, tomorrow's the time to come in. I do still have space available, so uh, feel free to register, or you could also email me at radio at lawbob if you'd like to come. I'll get back to you later on today and confirm that there's space available for you for tomorrow morning. Now, over the last several months, I've been doing a a regular feature on this show, which is questions and comments. And uh, what I've done is gone around the state, and I've found questions that people have posted in various places asking for attorney responses. And I thought I would give some of those situations and questions here on the show today so that you could get an idea whether or not there's something that's happening to someone else that may be happening to you right now. Maybe get a little bit of guidance and maybe urge you uh, or convince you that you need to consult with 
an attorney in order to help you out. Now, I'm going to take about a five-second break while I go grab a bottle of water. I'm very dry right now, and I feel like I'm straining. So give me a five-second break. I'll be right back. And I'm back. If you were counting it down, I think I actually took six seconds, but please be indulgent. It's been a very warm day and a very dry day, and I'm finding that I feel like I might be about a quart low, so I'm a little dehydrated. So I'm going to take a sip of water here. Fortunately, I'm not on TV. Otherwise, you could be mocking me right now for taking a sip of water. So let's get started with the show today. Uh, First one comes out of actually my backyard here in San Jose. Someone uh, said, years ago, my lawyer told me not to include my IRA and Roth IRA in my will. Why is that? The only thing I can find on the Internet is if I include the IRA in my will, it's like I'm cashing it out. Well, I think what the lawyer might have been saying was, don't name your estate as the beneficiary of any retirement plan. Because if you name your estate, it will have to be cashed out at your death. And if you just have a will, it's going to have to be cashed out through the probate process to be passed on to your ultimate heirs. So that is not only a bad idea from a tax standpoint, but it's a very, very bad idea from an administrative standpoint because you're forcing cash to go through the probate process to be passed on the people that uh, that you love. Now, naming someone directly on a retirement plan can give them special benefits called uh, an inherited IRA when you die. But um, I recommend that if people have a substantial IRA, or if, especially if they have a beneficiary that's underage or maybe is disabled, that they consider other approaches than just naming the person directly. I actually uh, have a type of planning I do called the Retirement Plan Trust. I give a seminar on that uh, three or four times a year. I'll probably have one coming up in November or maybe in December of this year. You could also go to my um, YouTube channel at the law offices of Robert P. Bergman and look for the Retirement Plan Trust Seminar. There's also a copy of my Living Trust Seminar that's about four years out of date, but still pretty relevant with the information that's passed on in there. You could watch that there. For some reason, you can't come to one of my live presentations. Now, here's someone, this situation that seems to come up a lot. This person said, I am the executor of my mother's estate and the successor trustee of her trust. All I have is copies of her will and her trust. And it says, I'm on all of her accounts and have been for many years. Her only asset is her house that currently has a reverse mortgage. Well, I'd pause right here and ask the question, is the house, excuse me, (coughs) allergy time, is the house titled in the name of her trust? If if that's the case, you're just fine. Uh, All this person has is copies that have been notarized. I'm not sure if that means that they are certified copies, certified by a notary public or an attorney that were notarized. But if you have a copy of a trust, that's going to be sufficient to handle things in the trust. If there's property outside of the trust and the parent has died, then you may have to rely on other evidence to go to court 
and do what's called a Hegstat petition, which I've talked about a number of times on the show, which is a court petition to get property outside of somebody's trust put into their trust without going through the whole probate process. I do a number of these every year here in Santa Clara County. I've also done them in uh, in Placer County, interestingly enough. And and the the issue is that if you have written evidence of intent that property be owned by somebody's trust, then you can request that the court turn that property over to the trust without going through the whole probate process. So um, if you're facing a situation like that where parents passed away with a trust and you find that they have loose property that's outside of the trust, like bank accounts, brokerage accounts, or real estate, which happens a lot, by the way, then you might want to consider contacting me, and uh, and I may be able to assist you. If you're in Santa Clara County, I can certainly assist you. In some of the other counties in the Bay Area, I may be able to assist you, and if not, I can certainly put you in contact with a colleague of mine there that could assist you with that situation. So we're coming up on the first break of the show today, and uh, I'll have just one more quick one here to get in before the break. Here's uh, someone asking on behalf of mom. Mom's husband passed away with a trust and didn't provide for mom in the trust. Now, that, that happens a lot. Let me tell you, the short answer is mom may have spousal rights or what's entitled to a homestead share or spousal share of her deceased husband's estate if he made no provision for her at all. It's up to a court to decide just how much that would be, if there's a house involved, just how long mom is entitled to live there. But it looks like the husband, everything to his children and no provision for his wife. So when we come back after the break, I'm going to continue with more questions and comments You can always call me at 800-516-1220. And remember, my seminar tomorrow morning, Living Trust Seminar in my office, from 9 till about 10.30, you can register at eventbrite.com. Talk with you after the break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back for the second segment of the show today. I'm going to continue on with the questions and comments. I, I've had feedback from a number of people who've contacted me who've told me that they really enjoy these segments because they learn a lot and sometimes they hear things that actually do apply in their families or apply to people that they know. So if you hear something that sounds like it's something a family member or a friend or a coworker is going through, please, please, please suggest that they contact me so I can at least give them some answers and some guidance and, if necessary, actually assist them with the situation that they're in. Now, here's someone that's asking, um, hey, does my living trust need to be updated? And the person said, I don't have any changes I want to make, but I may not need the A-B trust. Uh, I would say an A-B trust is the type of planning that was done commonly many, many years ago um, before the major change in the estate tax laws that's taken place. The A-B trust is actually designed 
to um, to take advantage of someone's estate tax exclusion amount, passing that amount on when a spouse dies, having the deceased spouse's share of the property put into a trust to take care of the surviving spouse, but to bypass, that's the B part, the bypass, the taxable estate of the surviving spouse. Most families today don't have a taxable estate anymore because the exclusion is over $11 million. And what that means is that the common AB trust of as recently as 11 or 12 years ago is outdated for most people and actually would be considered overkill and could actually end up with bad income tax results for the family in the future because of having things divided up between the surviving spouse and the deceased spouse. So if you have an AB trust or an ABC trust, that's another variation, you might want to consider having it reviewed now to make sure that it's still appropriate for your family. I very rarely use them anymore now because only very specific reasons are needed to do an AB trust, and most of those don't have anything to do with estate taxes anymore. Now, here's someone that says, hey, I want to give my uh, disabled niece um, money that was life insurance from my niece's mother. So it looks like um, niece's mom left money to the aunt, and now the aunt wants to give money to the niece, and I want it to go into the niece's trust. Well, presumably the niece has a trust. Making a gift like this to the niece, a couple hundred thousand dollars, there's not going, there's gift tax technically, but as a practical matter, there's not because the mother, unless she was, the, the aunt rather, unless she was a multi, multi, multi millionaire and had made tons, millions and millions and millions of gifts beforehand, she's not going to have any taxable gift giving this $200,000 to her niece. So there's really not much to worry about there. Now, here's actually a situation that, that I describe when I'm doing my living trust seminar, when I talk about having joint tenancy ownership versus a will. Now, joint tenancy or joint tenants with right of survivorship is a form of ownership where two or more joint tenants own a property together. They have equal interests in the property. They were acquired at the same time. There's very specific requirements for creating a joint tenancy. But how it works is there's this right of survivorship which means that when one joint tenant dies, the other joint tenant or joint tenants automatically receive the interest of the joint tenant that died by operation of the laws of the state of California. You don't need to go to probate. You don't need to do anything like that. It just passes to the surviving joint tenants. Now, here, here's a situation this person put forward, said, Brother number one is a joint tenant with brother number two and brother number three in a house. Um, Brother number one passed away in March, but willed it to brother number two and someone else, the person who's asking the question. Now, um, the other brothers, brothers two and three who are supposed to inherit from brother one, they're going to sue in order to get their interest back. Well, let me tell you right now, the will of the brother that passed away has no effect. I repeat, no effect on the joint tenancy 
with the other two brothers. Those two brothers now own that that first brother's interest in the property by operation of law. And so there's no reason for them to be suing anybody because the will is not going to be effective to pass that brother's interest, his joint tenancy interest. Now, sometimes I like to change it up. Here's kind of a little silly one. Is it acceptable to print a will or trust on other than white paper? person said, I use celery-colored paper for a will and trust. And after being notarized, my attorney is balking about the color. Let me tell you something. You can put a will or a trust on any color paper you want. The only caveat I would give is make sure that you can read it. So don't print it on black paper or dark purple. That's not going to work very, very well. Uh, putting it on a canary yellow or something like that, that's probably okay. White paper, I typically always use white paper because I standardize it. I can always get the same paper so I know what I'm dealing with every time. But there's no law that says you have to print anything on white paper. In fact, you can write a will on a napkin at a restaurant and have it be valid under the law as long as it has the elements of a will. I don't recommend that. It's kind of hard to file it with the court and have them scan it into the court system now into the computer system but still you could do that so don't worry about the color of the paper on a trust or a will now here can a non-u.s citizen beneficiary who lives in another country hire a u.s lawyer to represent them in a probate case the probate cases in california other beneficiaries i assume they mean heirs live in the u.s and the other, the one who's not a U.S. citizen who lives in another country wants to preserve rights. Yes, you may hire an attorney to represent you, even if you're not a U.S. citizen, not a resident of this country. You have the right to representation in any kind of matter where your rights, inheritance rights or other rights are being affected by that case. And the steps to uh, hire the U.S. lawyer, well, find a lawyer that's willing to help you in the matter that you're looking for. So it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Yes, a non-U.S. citizen, non-resident, can in fact hire someone to represent them in the courts here. Now we're coming up on the the mid-break of the show today. I hope you found it interesting so far and you've learned a few things. If you want to give me a call and ask a question on the air, it's 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. 1220. Feel free to also send questions or comments to radio at lawbob.com. I'll be checking and see if anything comes through. Be happy to put that on the air as well. So we'll be coming back in uh, in a few minutes with this mid-show break. Until then, this is attorney Bob Bergman. Talk with you after the break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio. Once again, your host, estate planning trust and probate law specialist, attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back, Bay Area, for the second half of the show today. I want to let you all know that um, my show is rebroadcast on KDOW 
at 6 a.m., 3 p.m. every Saturday. So if you just came in in the middle of the show and you missed the first half, you can always listen to it tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. or tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. It's also available after the show's over within a fairly short time. It's available as a podcast at kdow.biz. That's kdow.biz. You can always go back and listen to um, to a previous show. I also want to let you know that uh, next Friday, I've requested a rebroadcast of the live show I had a few weeks ago with Nancy Batterman, CEO of Options for All. We spent the whole show talking about the fantastic group they have, about the project they're bringing up here to Santa Clara County involving uh, putting together an actual film production studio to make films um, that will be headed up by uh, Joey Travolta, John Travolta's big brother who has a production company. So that will be broadcast or rebroadcast next Friday. I will be actually out of town with my wife and kids visiting Mickey and his friends. I don't think I need to elaborate where we're going. So I want to let you know that next week will be uh, a previously recorded broadcast. I will not be live, but I should be back the following week live. So if you'd like to give me a call, 800-516-1220. If I don't hear from anybody, which um, has been the case so far, please feel, feel free to give me a call. If you're afraid to be on the radio, I'll tell you what. It's no big deal. Uh, I was nervous the first time I went on. You know what? No problem. You can be nervous all you want. I will be gentle. I understand what it's like. So please feel free to give me a call, 800-516-1220. Now here, here's someone's asking a question. It says, I own a house which is in my name and another individual's name. I want to know how I could put the house into a trust so that if I was sued or the other individual was sued, the house can be secured. So this person's asking, is it possible to put my interest in a house and maybe also the interest of the other person uh, into a trust to protect it? There is one way to do it here in California, but it's probably not what someone would be thinking about. It actually involves transferring Uh, ownership of the property away into an irrevocable trust uh, called an irrevocable pure grantor trust. Um, And and it it may or may not work in a situation like this. As a general rule, if you use any kind of revocable trust, you're not actually going to be able to protect that asset that's in the trust uh, if you were to be sued. There is a type of trust that could be used I can't go into a lot of detail on the radio because it's pretty complicated. I'm putting together a seminar on that type of asset protection trust, which I hope will be offered uh, within the next two or three months. I'll probably be offering it at my office. So um, when that comes on, uh, when that's ready, I'll let you know on the show that it's coming up. So I've just been informed by uh, Marco, my engineer, that I have Amanda from Redwood City on the line. Hello, Amanda. Are you there? Hi. Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Well, welcome Hi. to the show. How, how you. you know, you're talking to a lawyer. How may I help you? 
Well, um, I've been really curious about trying to set up a living trust for myself. Um, I have a house and, um, you know, investment accounts. And uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts are on whether I would need to go to a lawyer to do that or whether it's possible, you know, you see kits on Amazon and stuff like that. Um, Are there any good kits or is a lawyer the only way? Well, I'll start first by saying, first of all, you're talking to a lawyer, so I might be a little bit biased (laughs) about this. Um, But but I will tell you... um, I've been practicing law since 1980. Hope to get it right someday. Little lawyer joke, um, but I can say that in that time, I've seen many trusts brought into my office for people to have me look at them, and mm-hmm. they say, "So, so, Bob, um, tell me, is is this trust uh, okay, or is is you know?" Is this is this the right trust for us or something? They're looking for me to bless whatever was done, typically by some other attorney, but also by some online service or some book that they got from Nolo Press or or at right. Barnes and Noble. And and the bottom line is this: it is easy to create a trust. It's not so easy to create a trust that's exactly what you and your family may need. Um, yeah. it's, and, and I, and a lot of the online services, they, they share a lot of things in common. They share in common with the do it yourself books and things, which is all of them tend to be pretty inexpensive overall. They are a one size fits all approach, which means yeah. if you don't fit in their box, then that's fine. We'll shove you in the box and we'll cut off the pieces that don't fit. Okay. Oh my God. And, uh, yeah. and those may be the most important pieces right there. Um, But if they don't fit in the box, you've got a problem. And they all share one primary, to me, overriding consideration, and that is if the trust doesn't work when you need it to, they have no legal responsibility for that. Yeah. That's just a fact. If you read all their disclaimers, it's like all we're doing is providing you with documents. You provide Mm -hmm. us with the information to plug into our documents We're not telling you if what you're doing is right or wrong, a good idea or a bad idea. And every last one of them will tell you if you have any questions about what you're doing, consult with, fill it in, Amanda. A lawyer. A lawyer. (laughs) lawyer. Exactly right. Now, I've been practicing a long time. I'm actually board certified in estate planning, trust, and probate law. And that that puts me in a, a class of attorney that is separate from the general attorney out there. There's a lot of general yeah. practitioner attorneys that, that sell trusts. And I say sell trusts as opposed to do estate planning. I do estate yeah. planning, which means I customize what I do to what a family needs. And I'll recommend things they need, and they can take my recommendations or not, and which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I want them to know what the issues are and what I think should be dealt with so that they don't end up inadvertently doing something on their own that turns out creating tremendous problems for their families. I've seen yeah. trusts after the fact where literally I've been hired to go into court to fix the trust that's broken and also to create the trust that really should have been there with all of the family agreeing. So I get paid twice. I get oh, paid boy. once to do the estate plan the way it was supposed to be. 
and wants to go to court to have it approved by the court. Um, oh, yeah. So and you know from my perspective it's like hooray me I I make um, <laughs> I make significant money from that but from the family's perspective it it is heartbreaking to have a family walk in and find out when I read their trust that it doesn't make sense or it's internally yeah. inconsistent or it doesn't right. have something as basic as naming a successor trustee it's amazing right. the gaps that I find uh, plus, yeah. many of the online services do not at all focus on important issues like, do you live in a community property state if you're married? That's crucial mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a non-citizen spouse? Do you have children from a prior marriage or relationship? Does your spouse also have children right. from a prior marriage or relationship? When you start peeling away the onion, do you have a special yeah. needs person you want to benefit all those mm-hmm. things, I find probably 40% of my clients have one or more of those issues. And if they yeah. did, it, you're, did it themselves, they're going to miss those, and it can cause horrible problems for the family. So yeah. that's my long, convoluted explanation for, Well, can you do it on your own? A, yes. Should you? It's the wisdom I thought I was going to hear, uh, and I'm, I'm happy to have it confirmed, although not looking forward to the bill. Um, but also, I had one more question, if that's okay. Uh-huh. That's fine. Um, I, I, so, we have a couple minutes left, so see if we can get it in. Otherwise, we'll continue after the break. Okay. Go ahead. So my parents um, my parents are, you know, retirement age now. Um, they, they've got a living trust set up. Um, I'm encouraging my aunt to do the same thing. Um, as I've read, it's one of the best ways to protect yourself from, like, predatory guardianship. Um, that's correct. I. I was reading something about how the the trust doesn't really work to protect you unless everything is in the trust. Your house, your car, your checking account, your savings account, like everything needs to be in the trust. Is that true? Because my aunt is thinking like, oh, I don't know. It's too much trouble to put the car in the trust. Well, generally, we don't put cars into into a living trust. Um, But as far as predatory guardianship... What we're talking about there is if you have people named ahead of time to handle things for you, if you become incapacitated, then the court's probably going to say, why are you in here trying to be named as the conservator over this person? They already have people named in their estate plan. So that's that's a protection. There's no asset protection at all doing a revocable living trust. So sometimes people okay. think they put things in a trust. And uh, and it's going to protect them from creditors. That's not the case. Now, do you have anything oh, else you'd like okay. to talk about or anything else you'd oh, like to I ask? Because we're coming up on the break, and you could always stay over the break if you'd like to. We could pick up afterwards. Well, I think that covers so, me for today, but I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you. And feel free if you'd like to, me to assist you. I'm just down the road, probably about 25 minutes away from, from where you're at. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, so you have a great rest of the day, and uh, to the rest of you out there, talk with you after the break. This is Attorney Bob Bergman. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let... This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back. Uh, Before the break, I had a great phone call from Amanda 
in Redwood City. Thank you so much for calling, Amanda. You had some great questions. Just to, to recap, she uh, she asked about uh, whether or not uh, she could do a living trust on her own or whether she should use an attorney. I think she's now convinced that an attorney is the way to go. But I really want to commend her for being a caring daughter and a caring niece because she's been after her parents and her aunt to get living trust planning done for themselves. Uh, If they do it properly, it'll avoid conservatorship during their lifetimes if they become incapacitated. It will avoid probate, going to the probate court after death. Um, And it has the side benefit that for many people, if they do a living trust and they put their house in there, uh, if all they really have is a house and very minimal amount of other money, maybe a house and Social Security, um, under new change in the California law, they could qualify for Medi-Cal for nursing home care and not have their house subject to being recovered against after their death. In other words, the house could be passed on to their heirs and beneficiaries and the state of California would not be able to file a claim against it. Now, uh, clearly, if you have more than just your residence here in California, if you have other assets, investments, bank accounts, other real estate, that's not really going to work for you. But for a lot of people, if all they really have is their house and not much else, just setting it up a living trust and putting in a living trust is going to be very beneficial for the family. So here, uh, let's see. This is a good question. This is this is a question that might very well appear on the specialist exam um, that attorneys take who want to be specialists uh, in in estate planning. Um, now, just as an aside, as a board certified specialist, there's only about a hundred specialists in estate planning in Santa Clara County, and uh, statewide. Uh, There's only about 3% of attorneys who are certified in any kind of specialty, let alone estate planning. So there's a very small number of us that actually uh, have gone through the time and effort and training to get board certified in estate planning. But here's an interesting question. Here it says, my husband made a trust in 2002. Over the years, he amended it four times, eventually making me co-trustee and successor also with the power of attorney and the option to disperse assets as I choose. We had divorced long ago, but we got back together again. And over that time, he had excluded everybody in his family but me and had not seen any of his family for 10 or more years. The house I live in was purchased by my husband um, with a lifetime tenancy to me in 2004 but then later gave me full control of everything in 2014. Are the amendments legally valid even though the signature page to the original is missing? Excellent question. The The real issue, the first thing I'd say, if you find out who made the, the trust, if they're an attorney made the trust, that attorney may have a copy of that and could give you a copy of the signature page. But absent that, if you have the trust document and you have amendments to the trust, the amendments may very well have done what we call republish the original trust, just making changes to the original trust, 
not having the signature page to the original, personally, I don't think that would be an issue. I think a court would say it's clear that that trust exists because we have amendments to that trust, one, two, three, four, and there's no indication that the person intended to revoke their trust because the trust document's still there. Um, Now, you could argue the other way. In fact, if you were the person's, the husband's family, you'd probably want to argue the other way, argue that the trust doesn't exist anymore. I think that would be a losing argument in court just on the basis that, well, that it's pretty clear what the intention was. So we have a couple more minutes on the show today. It seems to have flown by, and uh, I'm going to cover maybe one more uh, one more of these subjects and then wrap things up for the day and and for the week for me since I will it'll be two weeks till I come back. Um, you know what? Let me just start wrapping up right now. I hope you've been enjoying my show for the last several months that I've been on the air. I've enjoyed doing it. I've learned a lot. Hopefully I've educated a bunch of people out there. Uh, shout out to Amanda. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much. You're actually my first caller to the show since I went on the air uh, earlier this year. So thank you for that. Now, see, those of you who are listening, Amanda got on the air. She did just fine. So don't be afraid in the future to get on the air with me. I have seminars tomorrow morning, uh, 9 a.m., Living Trust Seminar at my office. You can register. Uh, You can go to lawbob.com and Click through links there to go to Eventbrite and register there. Or you can go straight to Eventbrite, look for the Living Trust Seminar, and register through there. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. I hope you learned some things about Living Trust planning. And I hope you consider, if you're going to do your estate planning, use someone like me who's board certified, and I can make sure you get the plan that you need and your family's taken care of. So I'm going to wrap up for today. I hope it's been a good day for you. It's been a great day for me. Now it's time for me to sign off and go pick up my kids at school. So until two weeks from now, this is estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. Looking forward to talking to you two weeks from now. Until then, goodbye, Bay Area. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, where you'll also find information on his upcoming estate planning seminars. L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.